0: Yesterday, we were learning the Havot Avot who says that Hashem gave the Yetzirah the capability and the permission to put doubt in our minds of things that we already know that they are emet, that they are true. Something that we would have said maybe is not possible. How can someone be able to make me doubt what I know is true? If I never know that it's true, if I never learned it, so I understand. I'm already in doubt. I don't need to, get that out to put doubt. So we're not talking about a guy who doesn't know. We're talking about a person who does know. Or maybe there are things that are obvious to everybody. They should. Everyone knows but the Yitzhara is capable of taking our mind that knows the emet that knows the truth about any specific area of life and he's capable of putting safik, putting doubt in our minds that we now not sure about the emit. Again, like we said yesterday, the doubt doesn't have to be uh, 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 50%. The doubt can be 1%. Even a 1% doubt is something to grab on in the heat of the moment. If you want to do something that's not appropriate, it's not emit, and you have a 1% something you could grab, it's, it's worth it. You don't need much. This is the power of the Yetzirah. You have to be aware of this ability of the Yetzirah. It's important to know that the Yetzirah, from the fact that the Hobot tells us that that's the way he operates, by putting doubts when you know something is Ahmed, why does he have to operate that way? Why can't he get me to do the wrong thing, to say the wrong thing? Without putting doubts, just make me, even though I know the emet, make me do the wrong thing. Must be that a person who has emet is impossible to bring down. Which means when you know something is the right thing to do, if you have no doubt... There is no power in the world that can get you to do something against what you know is emet. One more time. If I know something is emet, is the right thing, 100%. Emet means 100%. If I know something is emet, I am unstoppable. No desire in the world, no challenge in the world could overpower Emmet. Emmet is the rock of strength that has no possibility of being run over. We think, why did we do the wrong thing? Because we had a desire. Because we weren't thinking. Because uh, we got excited. We said the wrong words. Abu was telling you it's not the way it works. The way it works is that he first has to put a doubt in your mind about the emet, and only then you he was able to get you to fall to your desires. Your desires, no matter how strong they are, cannot push emet. Remember that. That's what this how Allah was teaching you. He's saying, the you know what he does? He puts safik in the emet. Why, Why does he have to do that for? Let him just convince you to do the wrong thing, even though it's the emet. One more time. I want to be clear to understand we just uncovered a jewel of an idea that applies every day in our lives. When we walked in today, we thought, that sometimes in life we fall for the wrong things. We do the wrong things. We say the wrong things. We get involved in the wrong things. And if I would ask you why, how come you did that? You'd say, well, I don't know. I, was, I just wanted it too badly. Or it's too hard for me to change. It's I've been doing it for a long time. I, I have this habit. I can't change it. And so you would, tell me, either my desire is too strong or my habits are too old Or, the heat of the moment, I wasn't thinking. You give me all kinds of explanations. Anybody I would ask why they did something wrong, they're going to give me one of those explanations. And today we've uncovered something. When we uncover something, it helps us. That's not your desire, it's not your lack of thinking, it's not your habits, it's not what it is. Because in the face of emet, If I know something is emet, I will never be able to be pushed over by any desire, by any habit, by anything. So how does it work? So the Yitzhara first has to go and put a doubt in my emet. She says, come on, it's only once, not... Not a big deal. God knows you. He's very close to you. He knows your challenges. He doesn't think that this is really that big of a deal for you. You've done this a thousand times. One thousand, one, you'll stop after the next one. You deserve it. You had a hard day. You've been doing this forever. God doesn't expect more from you. These are the thoughts, and many like them, that the puts in the person's mind about something he knows is emit. Why does he have to do that? Because emit is unbreakable. When he puts a doubt in your emit, then the desire can come in and then you'll end up doing the wrong things. It's a very important piece of information about how we make decisions. If you're letting him put suffolk in your emit, that's what you're doing. It's not a desire. You know, when you think the desire is too strong or the habit's too old, so then you feel like, okay, I'm 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 done. You feel like I what, what can I do? Like that's who I am. So a drug addict believes that he can't Well I asked him, do you, don't you know it's wrong? Yeah, I know it's wrong. It's Emmet. You believe that what you're doing is good for you. Emet, no. I know it's not good for me. It's hurting me. It's hurting my family. It's hurting a lot of things. Great. Emmet, you know 100%? 100%. Okay. I see him next week. What happened to you? I saw you on Monday. What were you doing? He I know, I know. It's too hard for me. I, I, I can't control myself. Good. That's, that's the answer he would give you. I can't control myself. My habits are so strong, I can't control myself. And he's not wrong. He doesn't have habits. But he thinks... Because the habits are so strong, that's why he can't control himself. But in reality, at that moment, something happened. At that moment, the Yetzirah convinced him that for that moment, at least, it's not that big of a deal, like you thought. It's really not so bad, like they say. Or, you know, one more time is not going to make a difference. Or, you know, you need it today. You're right, tomorrow you start, today you need it because you had a very hard day, it's important for you. But otherwise, after that, you're going to be, you're going to be better tomorrow. He'll give you all these. So what happens? Why did you slip on Monday? Not because it was the habit that beat your emet. Because you allowed a hole in the emet. And since you allowed a hole in the emet, your habit was able to catch on to the safeq, to the doubt, and then you fell. And that's how it works with every piece of emet that we have. We would be perhaps surprised of how much emet we really do have in us. Either from our parents, from what we've learned over the years, and even our neshama sometimes just feels certain things are emet. You would be surprised how much emet sits inside of us. But yet our actions very often don't reflect that emit. And now we're understanding why. This is such an important piece of information. Know where you're falling. If you think the desire is too strong, you're never going to be able to beat it. If you think the habit is too old, you're never going to be able to beat it. But if you realize that you're letting a crack and that's why they're coming in, then it's a whole different story. Now, you have at least an awareness of how things are happening. We still need a solution, right? We still need to solve the problem. But at least we know where the problem is. If you think the problem is desires, well, you can't control your desires all the time. And if you think that it's habit, well, it's already a habit. What are you supposed to do? You understand? But now that you know what's happening in between, you need to focus on that in between to see, how we can strengthen our emet not to allow that crack. Good? Clear? Again, we learned this from the Chavot of That his biggest weapon is to put a safek in your emet. Because without that, he can't operate. He won't be able to get you unless he puts it down. So the question is, okay, so what's the solution? So yesterday I gave you one solution. Is that as long as your mind is learning. As long as your muscle of the brain is active. Active means whenever you have a chance. You're educating yourself. You're learning from a book. You're learning from a, 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 from a class that you're listening to. You're, you're, you're learning a Gemara. You're always learning. So long as your mind is learning. So the muscle of the mind is very powerful. And when the Yetzirah comes to put a safeq, he's not going to be able to penetrate because you're strong. But when your mind is weak, even though you have emit, you allow the enemy to enter. That's what we said yesterday. Just now I'm explaining it a little more, perhaps in depth. I want to just bring a proof to that. There's a Midrash that says, it's actually a Baaleh safot on the Pasuk <clears throat> by the Egel, where we see the Am Yisrael. They thought, they said, They said, this man, you know, they miscalculated, they thought he was supposed to come down. And their calculation was supposed to happen that day. Meanwhile, it was really supposed to happen tomorrow, the next day. Anyway, they made a wrong calculation. And then they said, they got all nervous. And they said, You know, this man, they're pointing. Remember the word zeh is pointing. This man that took us out of Egypt, you know, they were riding on Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, shoulders. And now, 40 days later, he doesn't show up. Lo yadanu which means, we don't know what happened to him. Rashi love HaShalom says, what do you mean, ze? What are they pointing to? You don't say ze unless you're pointing to something. So, who are they pointing to? Moshe never came back. So, says Rashi, Min Demut Moshe satan. Which means, that the Yesara, here he is, the Yesara showed them an image of Moshe He saw there were images carrying what looks like Moshe Rabbeinu as if they're in a funeral and they're carrying his body. That's what he showed them. Maybe he made a nice cloud. I don't know what exactly that looked like. But bottom line, the Yetzara, at that moment of excitement and fear, right? They didn't just say, "Oh, Moshe is not here. Let's make an egel. Let's make a golden calf." They didn't do that. That's not the way it works. They know the emet. They're not supposed to make a golden calf. They would never do that. The emet. They heard it from God Himself. What happened before the golden calf is this: the Mietzerah showed them an image of something that looked like. Moshe and they're carrying his body Who knows what they saw But at that moment It put a doubt in their mind About where Moshe is And what's going to be But listen to this Baalet Tosafot This is one to remember The Baalet Tosafot said That in Am Yisrael at that time There were three groups By the Egil, there were three groups. Group number one, they had no intention for idol worship. They just wanted someone to follow. They needed a manhig. They lost their iconic leader. They have nothing. Who are they going to choose after Moshe Rabbeinu? They don't have anybody qualified. So they wanted to make some image That they could rally around, good something tangible that they could rally around and follow. Good. That was one one section. The other group, they accepted him as an idol. That was a small group. And then the third group, there was a third group in the desert, which was Shevet Levi, the tribe of Levi. They did not make any mistake not as the Egel, the Avodah and not the Egel as a leader, zero. shevet Levi did not participate at all in het Egel in the sin of the Egel. Why not? Why was shevet Levi so much different than all of the other Shvatim? So the Baale Tosafot said, look at this, listening? He says, because Abraham Avinu, he gave his Torah, not not the book Torah, meaning he taught his Torah, Abraham Avinu had a lot of Torah, he learned a lot and he taught a lot. Abraham Avinu gave that Torah, the Torah Shabbal Peh, the oral Torah of Abraham Avinu, all his values. All the things that we study here day in and day out is from Abraham Avinu. That's what he was doing. Learning about the Creator, understanding what he does, and therefore what we need to do, his compassion, his kindness, the way Abraham Avinu spent his life studying the Creator of the world. We study the Torah of the Creator, but he studied better. He studied the Creator himself. He was able to study the Creator and learn the Torah from him. Whatever he saw in the Creator, that was the Torah by him. Good? When you learn Hashem's Torah, you're learning Hashem's Word. Abraham learned. He learned God himself. And that was the Torah. So now, Abraham taught that Torah to Yitzhak Avinu. Continues the Baal Osafot, And Yitzhak took that Torah and he taught it to Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov, who did he, who was his prize student? Yaakov Masar Levi. He gave it to Levi. Yoru Mishpatecha Yaakov. that's Levi. Umeolam, says the Baalei Tosafot, and never lo paska yeshiva Levi, Which means there was never an interruption in the yeshiva of Shabbat Levi. Which means Shabbat Levi kept learning when others might have taken some breaks. Levi kept the tradition of Limud, of learning the Torah of Abraham, Avinu, that went to Yitzhak, that went to Yaakov, went to Levi. And this is... The, uh, uh, the predicament of Shevet Levi in Egypt, lo lo'paskah yeshiva, and says the Ba'ale Tosafot, that's why they Mitzrayim That's the deeper reason of why they never were enslaved by the Egyptians, she'asku They had learning as part of their Shevet, their tribe, they were connected to Hashem through the learning. That's why they didn't make a mistake. Oh, why did everybody make a mistake and not Shevet Levi? Because because they weren't learning. Those who were learning would never fall for the mistake of seeing the image of Moshe Rabbeinu. The image of Moshe Rabbeinu was the tool of the Yetzirah to put a doubt in what they were excited about. But those who were learning could see the same image, have the same concerns, but can't get them. Their mind is sharp. Their mind is solid. You can't penetrate their mind. Why? Not because they're smarter. Not because they knew more. Because they were learning. They never stop learning. People who don't stop learning have a power to fight the harat when he comes with his doubts and his fekot. All his silly arguments. Person needs to know if you want to change and therefore you have to beat your harat to change. Change your habits. There are habits that you have that you've been doing for many years and you think that's just the way I am. That's just the way I eat, just the way I travel, it's just the way I spend my time. Ah, is it right? Is it wrong? It doesn't matter. That's what I do. It doesn't matter. There's nothing else to do. That's who I am. No, no. It does matter, and it's not automatic. And if you need the strength, and you do need the strength, to fight the etc. and any one of your issues that you're having, you need to strengthen your learning. You got to keep learning. I said, you don't have to learn every second of the day, but you have to learn whenever you have time. The, the great Hazon Ish, the great Hazon Ish was one of the greatest Jews in the last hundred years. Somebody saw him on a train and he saw an old man, he didn't know who he is. So he asked him, so tell me. He asked the Hazon Ish, not knowing who he is. He just tell me, do, do you learn? The Hazon Ish did learn all day and all night. He told them, I learn when I can. That's it. That's all it's asked of you. What's asked of me is to learn when I can. When I have time, I'm free. I learn. I have more time, I learn. How do I learn? Whatever's available to me. A person who's learning is a vaccine against the Yetzirah's ability to penetrate. You have to know that. And in today's world where the Yetzirah is everywhere. Everywhere. Where's the Yetzirah used to be in some far off place and you have to leave the city to find them. Then you got closer in the city. The today is everywhere. He's not outside your house, in your house. He's in your inn. He's everywhere you go. Yet, for anything and everything is within reach. But yet, but yet, those who are growing and learning are having such an unbelievable experience in today's environment. They're growing more than ever. Why? Because Torah, today Torah is not just a mitzvah. Today, Torah is a a necessity. It's essential to live a normal life. Because the Yetzirah is attacking from all angles and all ages. He's attacking teenagers. That's for sure. Unfortunately, many, many teenagers, even in our own circles, are struggling tremendously. It's attacking adults. It's attacking 60-year-olds. It's attacking everybody. He's all over from all different angles. There is only one solution today for a person to have the strength of emet. Stay with him. A person has to be learning. You have to learn. Again, it doesn't matter how long. What matters is that it's important to you and when you have time, you do it. You have an extra hour, you do it. Two hours, you do it. That's how it works. Shevet Levi, why was he not involved in the Egel? Was he more emet than the other tribes? No. They all knew the emet just like him. They all saw when Hashem told them, don't make any images. they all equally emet. And they all equally were worried. Doesn't say Shevet Levi wasn't worried. But one thing Shevet Levi had is the ability to fight the Yetzir HaRas His doubt that he puts into our heads. Why? Because Me'olam lo paska yeshiva. Because he never stopped learning. A person continuously must be learning. Whether you're in yeshiva, whether you're in work, whether you're 10 or you're 30 or 90. You got to keep learning. As long as you're learning, your muscle of the brain is going to be able to help you Protect the emet that you have with you. Wonderful, beautiful. Let me share with you a very important rashi. This is a very, very important rashi to keep in your pocket. Never let this rashi go. Good? Rashi is... has tremendous chokhmah and is very far-reaching. This Rashi is in Parashat Bechukotai. It's talking about that Parashat talks about when Am Yisrael is learning. It starts Im Says Rashi, what is that talking about? It's talking about Amelim Torah. I mean, a person that learning is part of his life. That's called Bechukotai Telechu. Torah tells us what happens when we keep learning. Torah tells us all the blessings that come into our lives. Next. Then it goes after 13 pesukim or 10 pesukim of that, excuse me. Then it says, And what happens if you don't listen to me? And you don't do all these mitzvot that I gave you what if you uh timasu means what if you if you are disgusted with my and if your soul is re- is is disgusted from my laws not to do all my mitzvot that you you may uh, fear means a person who breaks his covenant seems like a lot of words for the same thing. Basically, you just say, if you don't listen to me, period, right? But it keeps saying more. Again, let me repeat. doesn't just say, and if you don't listen to me, and then it starts saying, what's going to happen? No. Look how many ways there is not to listen. That's one all basically different ways of saying the same thing it's basically different ways of saying they're not listening to me that's why you need Rashi Allah, Shalom Rashi over here gives you opens up the gates of wisdom unbelievable chokhmah. if you haven't seen this in your life you haven't been thinking, It could be talking about me and you and many others around us. It's clear, says this Rashi, here goes. That this pasuk is pointing out a process that takes place. It begins where a guy doesn't learn. That's where it begins. But it ends off in a totally different planet. Watch this. Ready? Says Rashi, if you don't learn, that's your first, that's your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is you're not learning. Oh, you're not learning. You know what it's going to be? Obviously, if you're not learning, you're not going to do the mitzvot. Now you messed up, double. Not only did you not learn, because you're supposed to learn, because you're not learning, you're not going to do. Now, you're not going to do has two different ways of why you not going to do. So the simple way is, if you don't learn, you're not going to know what to do. That's the simple way. But according to what we're learning, no, no, no. It's deeper than that. It's possible to know what to do without learning. You have plenty of people that don't learn, and they know what to do. They got it from their father. They got it from their mother. They see people in the street. You don't have to learn always to know what to do. You could just take the list of the halachot and you can know what to do. So what does it mean? If you don't learn, you're not going to do. It's not because you don't know what to do, you're not going to do. Because if you don't learn, you won't be able to do. Because the yetzara will be able to infiltrate you and put sfeikot in what you already know. So you won't be able to do it. You won't have the kawah to do what you need to do because you're not learning because your mind is too weak to fight the Yitzhara when he comes at you. So that's number two. So far what did you do? You didn't learn. Now you don't do. Oh, doesn't stop there. What's after that? Says Rashi Allah You know what happens next to a guy who doesn't learn now he doesn't do? Mo'es Oh, he sees his buddies he went to yeshiva with, he went to school with and all of a sudden these guys are doing mitzvot. They go to eat with the guy. He wants to eat kosher. What? What happened to you? This guy is, gives him all kinds of brainwash he gives he has all I'm not going to say all the names because it's not so nice but you know what I'm talking about yeah he drank the kool-aid there you go all all the things all the guy didn't say he wants to eat in a kosher restaurant he didn't, he didn't say anything they see a guy making makingbacata amazon wow what happened what what happened to you what happened yeah you're a rabbi now He went to Meghnet Lada Daim. Ooh. It's a hacham. Can't believe everyone Everyone stands up for him. What happens when the people that you grew up with, all of a sudden, those guys are learning? And they are doing. You know what happens to you? Because you're not learning and you're not doing, automatically you start looking down at anyone who is doing. That's called behukotay asu. You're looking down at people. You give them all kinds of names. You say, what happened to you? Yeah, have you not experienced this in your life? How many how many thousands of times have you seen this? But this is a... Rashid's telling you openly. This is not... This, this is Rashid from Midrash. It's a few thousand years old, this Rashi. It's a system. This didn't happen last year. Started People started saying to each other, oh, wow, yeah oh you oh, really you're you're hakam now oh wow yeah now you're cat. oh now, no. hey oh they got you oh. yeah. Jacob what else have they told you <laughs> you flipped out they got you you flipped out you did all the guys that want to eat kosher he didn't say anything it's unbelievable you understand you, you know you know what's going on See, it's Rashi. Baruch Hashem, Rashi, he knows about these people. They're right here. Unbelievable. Okay, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. That's only step three. So you went, what happens? Again, because you didn't learn, so now you don't do. Because you don't do, you see others doing, it bothers you. What? They're better than me. They're better than me. Either I could change, well, I'm not ready, I don't want to change. So what's, they can't be better than me. So I have to find a way to make them look like they're hazi cases. The next one says, Rashi, now, okay, he has friends that are growing, they're doing the right things, they're learning, they're going to pray, they're, they're keeping kosher, they're doing the right things, they're tseniut. Everything is going nice. What could he do? One guy went down, two guys went down, there's a minyan of guys that went down. There's, there's a whole group. It used to be one guy. One guy you can make fun of. Two guys you can make fun of. Ten guys you can make fun of. They opened the shul. These guys. What's, what's going to be with them? All these kosher guys. What's going on with them? All right? We go to shul only on Shabbat. What, what are they doing over here? We haven't been had for a long time. We, we know. Follow? Oh, what happens when the numbers start to... But <laughs> how many people, you're going to call them crazy and ridiculous? How many people drank the Kool-Aid at the same time? It's very hard to put everyone down. Oh, says Rashi, the next one is, Sone hachamim, it's uh, Hazit, not them, it's not the guy. My friend Hazit, he's a good guy. It's the rabbi. The rabbi is brainwashing all these people. When it was one, two, three guys, we blamed the guy. But now you have 50 guys. You got 100 guys. Ah. Hazid, my friends are good guys. They would never do that. My friends would never learn. My friends friend would never keep kosher. I now am. But Hazid, someone took over his mind. It's all the rabbi's fault. Follow? So Ahar Hamim. He moves on from the smaller guys because there's too many of them. Then he realizes there's the rabbi. The rabbi is too much. So now, okay, now, now he goes around town. This rabbi, you got, we got to get rid of him. We got to tone him down. The guy is he's driving us crazy. He's changing our customs. People are coming to shul now on Shabbat. People are, people are learning. People are keeping kosher. People are, people are actually modest now. What's going on with this? We can't do this anymore. What? There goes the community. What's going to be with us? It is. That's the fourth step. What, what could be after that? The next one is, says Oh. We got to get together. We have to organize ourselves to be ready for these guys. We're going to get together to make sure that we don't allow this growth to happen in this community. We have to create programs. We have to make sure we find a system that things like this don't happen again. They already got 20 guys. They already got 50 families. We got to make sure to protect. The rest, protect the youth from these people. You got to stop them. On the money. Let's have meetings together. Let's sit down and figure out how to make sure that nobody gets again caught by the trap of these rabbis that are destroying the future of our community. Says Rashi, They'll say, Nah, it's Not our custom. Not our custom. We don't do that. No we, not our way. We never did that. So? My father never did it. So who's, Your father? not Moshe Rabbeinu? What does that mean, Your father never did it? Who, wh- when did he become, your, When did your father become The uh, line of Mesorah? People say, "No, my grandfather didn't do that." Doesn't matter. What, what, you, you, that's not a reliable source. Of course, there's something called custom. There is a minhag. Yes, a minhag is something that a community does. A minhag has a source. A minhag, but every individual minhag doesn't make a minhag. So all of a sudden now you put the guy against the wall. But what about, what about you? But we always did this. We always ate out. So. Because you're always ate out, that means it's kosher. That's a minhag. To go against the Torah is called a custom. How does that make any sense? What are you talking about? We always dress this way, but, but it's against the Torah. You want to say it's wrong, I still want to do it, it's one thing. But they can't do that because they're trying to sway people from the right thing by making their own right thing. But then they're going to be attacked. What do you mean, the right thing? What, what about this? What about that? Nah, th- It's not really, it's not really what it means. It's only a mashal. It's not really true. It's only for Moshe Rabbeinu. It's time for the desert. You you understand? So now, all kinds of things you have to make up now to show that, no, you also emet. That's, That's number six. Then there's one more. Seven hits the... Takes the cake, takes the cake. Number seven, says Rashi beriti shalom. At some point, there's nothing to do. Okay, it's, at the end, they say, you know what? We're not religious. That's it. do forget You're trying to fight them and say, no, no, this is the emet. No, that's the emet. No, no, I think this is the right thing. That's the right thing. At some point, it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to work. So you know what? What happens when you confront it at the end of the day? Okay. You know what? We don't believe it. We don't believe in the Torah. Reformed Judaism today believe in the Torah. Which reform Jew believes in the Torah? Go back. You think reform started this way? Reform didn't start this way. Reform was more religious than probably all of us here when they first started. They kept every mitzvah. They made some changes. They did some things. But at the end of the day, when you keep going, keep going and fighting and fighting, at the end of the day, you're going to find yourself without anything to hold on to. And the only place you have to go is, say, you know what? So I don't believe. Done. Goodbye. See so you let him out. That's what happens in the end of the line. And where does this all start? The guy's not learning. All of this starts, this seven-step process that no one should ever fall into. And by the way, the people who fall into this are not bad people. Just as so you know, the people who fall into this are not bad people. They're People falling for the Yetzirah. But it's so clear. You look at this Rashi and you just see it in your own life. How many times have I done this? In myself, I'm talking. How many times have I taken a shot at somebody who was better than me? When Maybe now I was younger. Maybe even recently. Maybe something. I don't know. I have to be careful why it's happening. How many times do people blame a certain situation on on the rabbi or on the you got to be careful. The one who does this is not a bad person. We don't talk about bad people in the Torah. We talk about ignorant people. We talk about people who don't know. Bad people, they're not going to learn anything from the Torah. A bad guy wants to do bad, can't help him. Anything you teach him, I don't care, I don't want to do it. Torah speaks to people who care, but are unfortunately not realizing what they're saying, what they're doing. The guy who is doing all this is a good guy. He's a beautiful guy. But he's not realizing how the steps are taking him one, 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 one down, one down. If you don't learn, you become a target of the Yetzirah, which makes you another target, another target, and you don't know where you find yourself. Learning is the key to strengthen the emet of the person and to live a life that they know is of the greatest value. To do the things they know are right. To leave for their family a real legacy. To raise their children in really the right way. We know what's right. At least most of us do know more or less what's right. We have to learn always, but we know a lot of what's right, and we still don't do it. Why? Because we're not learning enough, and we're letting the safeq, we're letting the doubt penetrate our emet, and we become... Pray, we feel like that's, you know, I I, I can't change this. I can't do anything. It is what it is. We have to be really up and aware to strengthen our mind and our learning. Have a beautiful day. Mm